All right, got it. Why why you don't have enough willpower to lose weight? Uh, everyone thinks that in order to lose weight, you need to use willpower to force yourself to act differently. And there's some truth to this, no doubt about it, um, but not exclusively. You're not going to use willpower exclusively to lose weight. Impossible. Your brain's not set up that way. Uh, the willpower, let's talk about that for a second because a lot of people don't really understand what willpower is. Um, willpower is a physical thing. It's a prefrontal cortex process, a very energy intensive process. It uses glucose in your blood, just like your muscles do. And so when you have to use a lot of willpower and you have to think a lot, concentrate a lot, it's just like doing a lot of physical activity and you can deplete it. So you don't have this unlimited amount of willpower. A lot of people kind of intuitively think about willpower as if it were this non-physical thing. Nope, it's just like a muscle and you can only use it so much. So what you're trying to do when you start a diet typically is you are trying to use your willpower to completely change all of your eating and probably get yourself to exercise as well. And what you're finding is that you're able to do that for probably a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, and then you go back to what you always do, right? So why is that? It's because your brain is set up with a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is where your willpower is at. It's your prefrontal cortex. And this is the part of your brain that's uh, logical, uh, understands why you should lose weight, what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do it with your willpower. And the rest of your brain is your subconscious mind, which runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so when it comes to your weight, your weight's really a reflection of your habitual eating and lifestyle choices. And all of these things are basically run on autopilot. The same part of your brain that brushes your teeth, that lets you walk across the room, that lets you use a computer mouse. The parts that these, these things that you do on autopilot now, the same part of your brain is running all of your eating behaviors and your lifestyle habits. This is why you, you eat in patterns. You're not always eating different things, different times of days. Um, you eat in patterns. And so when you go on a diet, what you're trying to do is use your conscious mind, this small part of your brain, to control this big part of your brain. And you see what the results are. So this approach right from the beginning is doomed to fail. You're, you're not, your brain is not built this way. There's one of the big reasons why people so rarely get the results they're looking for because the strategy is completely wrong. You can't just consciously decide one day to totally act different and expect you're gonna act different. It, it doesn't work that way. So what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is that you take a focus on programming your subconscious mind to do the things that keep you at, that get you and keep you at your goal weight, right? Again, if you think about it, you really have two mindsets. You have your automatic mindset like when you're not thinking about weight when you're not thinking about food and you're just living your life you're overweight right now right so your your programming currently is making you overweight and then you have a diet mindset where you fight against that regular mindset right so every time you diet it feels like you're fighting against yourself well you're not fighting against yourself you're fighting against your programming okay so if you were raised and brought up in a completely different environment where you were you know taught to eat healthy, natural foods in a moderate way to not use them for emotional reasons, then you would have had programming that keeps you thin and healthy. But you grew up in an environment, probably America, um, where we're exposed to lots of unhealthy processed foods and we eat a lot of times for emotional reasons. And so this has become your programming that's running automatically, keeping you overweight. And so the only way to change your weight long-term is to put new programming into your subconscious mind so that the things you naturally do and eat keep you at your goal weight. And we use our willpower in order to install this new programming. So I hope this makes sense to you because once you understand this, 
you can change up your strategy because what you're doing is occasionally you're trying to just take control of everything through your willpower. It's not working and it most likely will never work. This is not how your brain is designed. So instead, start to look at it this way. Um, if you want to go deeper into this concept, please go to Program Yourself Thin or go to my bio on TikTok and click the link and get the hypnosis session that I give you and watch the training. I give you three steps to master your weight because I'm going to show you exactly how to program your subconscious mind to get yourself to eat and live in a way that keeps you, gets you and keeps you at your goal weight. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'm going a little later than I normally do here. Oh, what are you doing? Got my dog in here. It's driving me nuts. Any questions yet? How can I lose one pound a week? Um, yeah, well, that's a great, that's a great goal. I like one pound a week goals a lot. Um, I think that's a good goal. Um, how can you lose a pound a week? I mean, there's a million ways to lose a pound a week, right? So you basically you gotta, you gotta cut calories, right? So um, you know, a, a pound a week's not. Oh, look at that it's snowing out. It's weird. Um. Yeah, pound a week's a perfect goal. I, I think that's the perfect place to aim at. But yeah, how to do it? I mean, there's just, there's so many ways, right? So so the first thing I suggest to get, I always do this because it would just explain the whole process here. I'll, I'll be here answering questions, um, but I want to give you more context. Go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session and watch the training I give you. I think you'll clearly understand how to do it. Um, I got a new program coming out, the first five pounds, and uh, that'll help you as well. Um, but Right off the bat, um, a pound a week. Okay, easiest way to, to cut a pound a week is is go to work on your worst eating habit. Whatever your worst eating habit is, go to work on it. And what do I mean by go to work on it? Um, aim your attention at that worst eating habit and start to reduce it, replace it, or remove it. Removing it's the hardest one, um, fastest results. Reducing and replacing are typically easier ones that are more sustainable. Um, but regardless which cho you choose, go to work on your worst eating habit. All of your attention on that, and you'll start losing a pound a week most likely. Um, how do you keep your motivation overall and not just give up after one failure? Yeah, that's a great question, Samantha. I think the first answer, part of that answer is to change this entire process um, from one of just wanting to lose weight to one of wanting to become the best version of yourself possible. I always like to say take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Um, for most people, just wanting to lose weight is not enough motivation anyways. You know, you got y'all got to realize this. You've been thinking about weight loss for decades and you haven't lost weight. It's because the way you're thinking about it is not motivating enough, right? If you're struggling to lose weight, the number one culprit is you're not motivated enough. I almost guarantee, you know, you think about losing weight all the time. You're not really motivated to do it. So, um, yeah, motivation right off the bat. Most people's motivation to lose weight is they want to look better. You know, a lifetime of dieting marketing has installed this into your, your mind that when you think about weight loss motivations, that before and after picture, right? You've seen literally millions of weight loss ads in your life. It is always the before and after picture and how long it took. And so you now think about weight loss motivation as this superficial, I just want to look better. And that's usually not enough motivation for people. So again, you got to make this more about becoming the best version of you possible. And one aspect of that is weighing what you want. But I think when you start to frame it this way, that's what starts to get you a much higher level of motivation, um, you know. And and, be, and on top of that, I guess, is that we can start to realize, you know, this isn't just about looking better. This is about literally living longer. What you're putting in your mouth consistently and the way you're living your life is probably the number one factor that's going to dictate your lifespan, how long you're alive. 
you know, barring some unforeseen accident or something. But what's most likely going to dictate how long you live and spend time with the family and the people you love is what you are consistently putting into your mouth and what lifestyle habits you have in your life. And so in addition to how long you're going to live, it's one of the main factors of your quality of life you're going to lead, you know, during those years. And so, again, we've got to start from the beginning in a much more motivated way. Um, Jesus Christ, you, you, can't keep, you can't keep saying, I just want to look better. If you've been saying that for 30 years and haven't lost any weight, can you stop? Can you please just add some more to the motivation? Jesus Christ. It's like, you know, humans are like this though, right? Humans, you know, that's why they get the saying, uh, that definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. We have to come up with that saying because we're, we just do that, right? We do what we did. And when it comes to weight loss, people out here doing the same shit for 40, 50 years, it's not working. You know, it's just, we're all like that to some degree. So don't, don't think personally when I say it, but um, we tend to just keep doing the same shit, even if it doesn't work, <laughs> you know? So you got to step outside of that. And again, I'm sitting here telling you, if you're struggling to lose weight, I, I guarantee you, if you've been struggling to lose weight for over six months or a year, um, it is because you're not really motivated. I promise you, I promise you. Um, that's one of the big reasons, but that's a good question. Um, yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'm going to... Uh, Morgan says you're on here late today. I am on here late today. I I actually, uh, I ended up blowing leaves, which I love doing. I'm changing up my work schedule a little bit, so I'm breaking it up. But I started blowing leaves, and I got a neighbor, and she's like 99 years old. And she's very passionate about leaves and not having them on her property. And uh, she's always been this since I've known her. And she used to be much more active, and she would just be out there. She's always working in her yard. You know, she's got a little bit older and it's not out there as much. So I, uh, I was doing the leaves. I was getting them out of my yard. I look over and she's got a bunch of leaves in her yard. So I was like, Oh, I can't do it. And I started drive away um, with someone. And I was like, when she comes back, I'm going to, I'm going to do the leaves for her. So anyways, yeah, I, I skipped through my, my uh, 12 o'clock time, which when I'm usually on here live, although I'm mixing that up a little bit too, maybe, but anyways, um, is it free? Yeah. The hypnosis session, the training I give is free folks. Go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training. And I email you every day. I give, it's, it's a program. It's $300 a year. I just give it to you. Okay, and I got new stuff coming. Okay, it, it's exciting. This, I, I've noticed my yearly patterns is this is the time of year. Cut it out. God damn it. Cut it out. Freaking dog. This dog. This dog's making me nuts. This puppy. Just chewing the stuffing right out of some giant thing I have. Anyways, where was I at? Yeah, it's free. So go go get it, okay? Get on my email list. Get the hypnosis session. Watch the training. Let me email you every day. There's a better way to lose weight. I promise you. <laughs> I freaking promise you. I can't make it any more clear. I get it every day to prove it. How do you get rid of sugar cravings? Um, how do you get rid of sugar cravings? Okay, it's a, it's a process, right? A bit. A bit of a process. And it depends. Do you want to get rid of sugar cravings completely? Probably not. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, so it's not so much getting rid of sugar cravings. I would suggest it's probably more about minimizing sugar cravings because the only way to get rid of sugar cravings is to stop eating sugar completely. Do you really want to stop eating sugar completely? I don't. So what I do is I, I really mostly only eat sugar on the weekends. And, um, you know, so, so again, you got to be very clear. Do you really want to get rid of sugar cravings? Because that means you're getting rid of sugar. 
maybe that's what you want, but but that's a, that's a tall order for a lot of people. So um, you do have an alternative, which is that you can moderate the sugar cravings more. And again, a lot of that comes down to how much sugar you're, you're consuming and having a, a chunk of days where you're not eating sugar. Like usually I'm still on the, the Halloween candy thing a little bit, but um, usually I don't really eat hardly any sugar Monday through Friday afternoon, you know? Um, and so I don't have a lot of sugar cravings. You know, I manage them that way, you know? Um, so that, that helps. And then changing the way you think about sugar, that helps too. Uh, I'm struggling with that too. Yeah, the sugar. Yeah, the sugar is a struggle for everyone. Why not? It's in everything. It's a drug. It, it sh Sugar is the closest thing. Sugar is the closest thing um, to, to co food-wise to cocaine. You know what I mean? It literally lights up the same parts of your brain that cocaine does, you know, the pleasure center. So it's an addictive substance, you know? And so, yeah, if you, if you really want to deal with it, you got to cut it down. I always say, and like, I'll eat sugar, but now I'm very aware. Anytime I'm going to eat sugar, I'm like, oh, this is sugar cravings on layaway. This is cravings on layaway. I know I'm going to crave this within the next 12 hours and usually within the next hour. So that's just the nature of it, you know? But I've approached sugar very much like I've approached alcohol, which I had a problem with at one point. Um, but I moderate it and I've been fortunate enough to be able to, I've been able to moderate it. Um, but I've gone to work on moderating it, not, not abstinence, you know? So I think that's very important because very few people I've met are really willing to abstain from sugar completely. And so again, I think you need to be very specific about what your goal is. People say, I want to get rid of sugar cravings. Okay. But literally the only way to get rid of them is to not eat sugar anymore. And that's a tall order for most people that most people don't want to do me included. And so I've moved on to moderating them and that's worked. Um, not to say it was easy, you know, it took some practice, but I will tell you my goal, the goal is congruent, right? Cause I'm not saying I'm never eating sugar again. I'm moderating it. And I genuinely want to moderate my sugar intake. I enjoy it, but I enjoy a little bit of it. That That's where the sweet spot is for me. Just like alcohol. Uh, what's up, Jody? My day is complete. You made it. Yeah, I know. I was running late today. Um, it was cause I did something good for someone. Um, but, uh, yeah, my motivation lasts just a few months at a time. Well, hey, your your motivation's a lot longer than the average person. <laughs> Most people's. I will tell you one thing I've learned about weight loss motivation. It is here today, gone tomorrow. If it makes it to tomorrow, um, oh my goodness, people's weight loss motivation probably comes and goes faster than any other motivation I've seen. You know, it's it's nuts. Um, and so, yeah, to, to a few months at a time, that's pretty good. <laughs> You know, most people's weight loss motivation is, is days, if that, usually hours, you know, and, and why not? You know, and again, it's, it's a lifetime of diet marketing has gotten you so screwed up in the head when it comes to weight loss that you can't maintain a straight line of thought when it comes to your weight for, for long at all. And what you're, you, what you are thinking about is it's nuts. It's always the all or nothing thing. You know, and that's a big part of why you can't stay motivated because your strategy sucks. It's, it sucks. Um, don't take that personally, but this all or nothing thing is such a crock of shit. Like it, it doesn't, it's not a good strategy for weight loss at all. And so, yeah, your motivation to be perfect with your eating and then to not be able to stick with it. Well, no wonder, you know, so I get that. But again, understanding how to motivate yourself and program yourself then that's the very first thing we do after you learn the technique. That's the main thing. But once we get into the mindset piece of the program, the very first thing we do is motivation because most people don't even know how to motivate themselves. You know, again, you, you, you think you're motivated. That's the biggest trick of it all. You're sitting here thinking that you want to lose weight more than anything in the world. You don't. You don't. You wish you'd lose weight more than anything in the world, but you don't really want to. And that distinction is very important. You, you, it's easy to fantasize and imagine how great it would be to lose the weight. And it's a whole other thing to actually 
put the energy into actually figuring out how to do it, um, which you don't want to do because, again, you do this all or nothing thing. Understand this all or nothing from a different perspective. Let's look at it a little differently. All or nothing is like this, right? So you're usually here at nothing. Now, you're not doing nothing. You're just doing your normal life, right? You're just eating the way you normally do, doing what you normally do, but that's keeping you overweight. And so then you go into your all mode, which is your diet mode. Okay, no sugar, uh, no carbs, uh, 1,200 calories. Uh, I'm going to count every point. I'm going to count everything I put in my mouth. I'm just going to eat Mediterranean food, whatever. Um, you're trying to drastically change what you're doing, and you don't want to do it. You know how much motivation it takes to go from here to here? It, it's really hard. You know, I was, I was joke. Let me put it in a different context for you because you don't even see it anymore because you're just habituated to it. But it's like if I wanted to learn to play the piano and I said, oh, I really want to learn. I'm really motivated. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to practice 10 hours a day. Yeah, I hope you'd say, Jesus, Jim, that, that's, that's not going to work for you. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, it sounds great. But after the first day, my, my fingers are like this, all cramped up. I hate the piano. I can't get myself to play. That's what you're doing metaphorically with your weight loss. You're so... You're so um, overwhelming yourself that you can't stick with it. And then you blame yourself and say, I'm not, I, I can't be consistent. I don't have the willpower. Well, is it that you don't have the willpower or is it that you, you fall on a horseshit strategy where you expect that you're magically going to be able to do something perfectly starting tomorrow? It, it's so weird. And, and it's, it's fine that it's weird. But the craziest part is that we just like, well, that's just how you do it. You know, we don't approach anything else. I, I've asked this all the time. If you think of something, let me know, please. But, um, I don't think of it. I can't think of anything else in our life that we approach like we do weight loss. This idea that, okay, tomorrow's Monday, so I'm going to do perfect. And we go from here all the way up to here. And it's like, it's so overwhelming that you can't stick with it. But then you go and blame yourself, right? <laughs> and then you get this weird loop, you know, and you don't realize it's, it's what a fucking stupid strategy. <laughs> Thanks for the heart. Um, what a stupid strategy to just think like one day you're magically going to be a different person that can totally live differently. Like, right. I mean, if, if you get nothing else out of this, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I'm trying to be like, as you're just not thinking about it this way. Cause you've been hypnotized, literally, literally hypnotized. You're in a diet dieters trance. You're trapped. You're trapped in a mental prison put there by the diet industry. You can't even think about weight loss without thinking about dieting at this point. You're, you're just, you're turned inside out. That's why I keep saying, please go watch the training I give you. It's a different paradigm. It's a different approach to weight. And um, you, you, you will be well served by at least seeing it just to kind of expand your mindset a little bit because you probably can't even think outside of diets um, for how you're going to do it, you know, and you got to. Um, your advice is the best. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate you saying that. Um, how to make that initial excitement to lose weight last long term. Yeah, well, you can't have initial excitement. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about your weight loss like college. I don't know if you all went to college or not, but if you're not, what's something else you've committed to long term? But if you go to college... I hope you're not going to college based on some initial excitement and some whim. What happens? You you choose college in your mind. You're like, okay, this is going to be a long-term commitment. I'll make a, a two, four, six, eight, ten-year commitment to this ultimate goal. And that initial excitement is not going to carry you through. You need to have real deep reasons for why you want to make this level of commitment. And you need to do the same thing with your weight if you really want to get the results you want. You know, Because, yeah, you're right. That initial excitement, that, that ain't going to work. Because changing your weight is a real challenge. Now, let me back up a little bit. This is really important here too. Your goal is to lose weight. My goal is for you to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life with your goal weight on near autopilot. We have two different goals, completely different goals. You think that getting to your goal weight is the finish line. I think getting your goal weight is the starting line. Okay, and so this is part 
of how to reframe this so you do stay motivated to get the results you want. Because, yeah, you're just approaching it very superficially because you just want to look better and you just get the excitement to lose weight and it's like, it's like this this childish almost excitement and then um, it doesn't last. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it doesn't last. You're right. You're right. So how do you make that initial excitement to lose weight last long term? you got to reframe the whole process. This is not about losing weight. You've got to upgrade your goal, folks. Do you think you just want to lose weight? I know you say it to yourself. I know a million times a day you're in your head saying, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Do you just want to lose weight? Do you? You just want to lose weight? Because I bet you lost weight in the past. And then you put the weight back on. So are you happy? that Who gives a shit if I put the weight back on? I'm just glad I lost it once. Twice. I'm just glad I lost it. Are you? Is that how you feel? Or are you pissed that you put the weight back on? Right? You've got to upgrade your goals because your subconscious mind is extremely literal. And so when you just keep saying, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. You are sending yourself the wrong message because you are wrapped in this mindset of just losing weight. And so again, if I go back to this idea, you've got two mindsets right now. You've got your overweight mindset, which is your normal normal mindset when you're just living your life, doing what you normally do, eating what you normally do, but you're overweight. That's your normal setting right now. And then you've got your diet mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between these. And at best case scenarios, you, you diet mindset yourself right down to your goal weight. And this is where if you if you ever lost the weight, now you know, remember this, remember this feeling? Or you might be here right now. Where now you start getting nervous. Right? It's very crazy. It's crazy when you think about it, right? But it's like it's crazy that you put all this effort into losing weight. And as you start getting closer to your goal weight, you start freaking out. Why? Because you can't go back to being overweight. You put the weight back on, and you can't continue to be a dieter. Because at some point you got to stop losing the weight. And this is where most people fall into a big struggle. Well, what do I do? Well, what do most people do? What do most people do? They go back to being overweight. And then they go back to dieting. They go back to being overweight. And they go back to dieting. And eventually what happens is you can't even start a diet anymore because you don't even believe it's going to work. You know, what's the point? Why would I even do this to myself? You know? And now that's probably where you may be now. This is where all my clients are. They're usually 45 plus um, smart women successful either in their, their careers or in their, in their personal lives and they can't even get themselves to start anything now. They're just completely apathetic. Well, why? Is it because you're lazy? Nope. Is it because you have no willpower? Nope. Is it because you have only shitty strategies to choose from? Yes. The only shitty strategy you have is dieting. And, you know, the, the core problem never gets resolved here. You never learn how to create a thin, healthy mindset. Don't you find that odd? 40 years, 30 years of dieting and you've never once, not one time even thought or attempted to start creating a thin and healthy mindset for yourself. You just keep flip-flopping between being overweight and dieting. And this is, it, it doesn't, the age doesn't solve it. Nothing solves it until you learn how to create a thin, healthy mindset, you know? But doesn't this explain, this is what you're experiencing, right? And that's why I tell you, the worst thing that can happen is not you, you, go on a diet and try and lose weight and it doesn't work the worst thing that can happen is you go on a diet and you stick to it and you lose all the weight and then you put it all back on and that that is just one of the most just demoralized and discouraging shitty feelings ever and it's destructive because it gets very difficult to get motivated to do that again most people two three times of that and it's like good lord you, you know what i mean it's so it's just it's devastating 
you know? And that's where you find yourself. And you just like, oh, you know all the diets, you know what you're supposed to do, all the rest of it, you can't get yourself to do it. Because your subconscious mind links dieting and weight loss to failure now. You know? So it's like, it's like you just, you can't get started. And that's where a lot of people find themselves, you know? Thank you for answering. I love your account. Thank you, Samantha. You're welcome. How do I get on your email list? Yeah, it's simple. Just go to my bio, click the link, and um, get sign up for the hypnosis session. So it's like, I don't know. So if you're on TikTok right now, you click, click a little picture of me up on the top left. Um, I think you have to click one more thing. And then you go to my, when you get to my bio, there's a link right there. You click it. You answer like four or five questions so I can customize the, the thing for you. And then um, I'll send you the session. It takes like five, 10 minutes to send it to you. But I bring you right to a page where there's a training, three steps to master your weight. This is the big thing I'd suggest watching. Um, and then I email you every day and then you can listen to the hypnosis session and I'll take care of you. <laughs> okay, my mission is to help you live at your goal weight. I have a program too. You can join that too, but I'll help you for free as well. I've lost 42 pounds in 13 months and I'm still motivated with your help. Thanks. That's so awesome. I love, I love hearing that. And I'll take a screenshot of that. And I'm going to, I got to, that's awesome. Yeah, I get these all the time. You know, obviously, oops, did this work? Uh, yeah, I, I'm always getting testimonies from my, my clients. You know, it's, it's, it's always uh, normal, but that, that's so awesome. 42 pounds, 13 months. I love, those are my two favorite things. A big weight loss number and a long time period. That's, that's my favorite thing. So great job. Keep it up. Um, is it okay to have the mental concept that it's a lifestyle? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it's not a lifestyle, I don't know what anyone's doing, you know? Um, the, the weight mastery pyramid that I was showing the program, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And I put them in order of importance. I think mindset's the most important thing affecting your weight. Um, then I think there's lifestyle, and then I think it's the eating. And what most people are trying to do is just change their eating. I don't know. Good luck. I couldn't do it with that, that approach. Um, I needed a full comprehensive approach to changing it. Mindset, lifestyle, eating. So, yeah, and the, plus, the thing with the lifestyle is, that's where I find myself looking at now a lot of times is the mindset or the lifestyle piece of it. And because the lifestyle piece is what really, 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 really jazzes up your quality of life. You know what I mean? Like, like it gives you more energy, more clarity, more emotional balance, um, less unhealthy cravings, more healthy cravings. You feel better in your body. Um, there, there's more flexibility. There's more stamina. Um, there's more comfort. You know, like you just feel better. Uh, so all of these things are there when you focus on the lifestyle piece. And so, yeah, I think the mental concept that it's a lifestyle is good. But I also think sometimes that people use the word lifestyle and mindset as buzzwords. I find a lot of people will say mindset, but what they're really saying is, is willpower. They're right. They'll be like, you got to have the right mindset. Well, what's that mean? You know, or they're like, oh, you got to This can't just be a diet. You got to have a lifestyle change. And it's like, OK, well, what does that mean exactly? I ask this all the time. Like, what do you mean? What do you think a healthy lifestyle is? You know, because in Program Yourself Thin, it's eight things. It's eight habits I show you how to install into your life easily, comfortably, that make all the difference in the world. And I'll tell you what they are in order of importance. Proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And you start weaving these things into your life, you transform yourself into the best version of yourself, and the weight is way easier to handle. So, yeah. Um, I think that's a great uh, essential part of the process is to change the concept as a lifestyle. Um, you're so wise. Thank you. Appreciate you saying that. Is intermittent fasting good for weight loss? 
Um, it depends. If, if you like intermittent fasting, then I think it's a great tool for weight loss. If you hate intermittent fasting, then it's a horrible tool for weight loss. <laughs> it's that simple. You can lose weight a million different ways, folks, okay? There's no limit to how many ways there are to lose weight. I mean, you just have to reduce your calories, and there's a million ways to do that. So what I want you to start doing is there's no magical plan that works for everyone, okay? So you can look at the different plans and learn from them and take what works and discard the rest. And so if you like fasting, great. If you don't, then don't. I will tell you, I, I use intermittent fasting as part. I don't think intermittent fasting in and of itself by itself is going to be the answer you're looking for. I really don't. I think you need a comprehensive approach to weight mastery, personally. Um, but I use intermittent fasting as one little technique, part of the whole thing. And it's powerful. I love it. When I stopped eating before bed, um, that was one of the biggest shifts I made in my life. Because uh, again, the idea is that we, we just, we're, we're stuffing our bodies ridiculous our bodies are not built to eat this much man you know or this often they're really not um we we evolved in food scarce environment and so now we just got food coming at us 24 hours a day and um i think take giving yourself a window of time when you're not eating i think is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself okay so that's how i'm approaching it i don't think you need to start tomorrow not eating for 16 hours there's no magic shit that happens at 16 hours. It makes me nuts. Everyone trying to sell a diet, they always got to make it seem like it's this way and only this way that's going to get your results. If you if you don't eat for eight hours when you're asleep um, and you start and you say, oh, I want to explore with intermittent fasting, well, you can go from eight hours to 10 hours. How about that? See how that feels. Get used to it. Make it 12 hours. Get used to that. Make it 14 hours. See how you feel. You know, I usually intermittent fast from about, I usually stop eating around, six, seven at night and starting the next day, seven or eight. So 12, 13, 14 hours, somewhere in that ballpark. There's no magic that happens at 16 hours, okay? But I think giving your body a break from stuffing food in it, I think you're going to find that it feels really nice. You know, it feels nice. It gives your body like a little vacation. So I, I love it for that. And obviously it's a strategy for weight loss, but I've seen lots of people intermittent fast and lose no weight at all because they get so hungry that during the eight hour window, they're just stuffing themselves silly. So there's no magical thing that happens with intermittent fasting. It's just a strategy. Okay. Um, and so there, there's a million strategies to lose weight. The, the secret is to find out what works for you. Um, you can't ever let your guard down. Well, that's kind of true, right? Because we don't live in a neutral environment. We live in an environment where people are constantly trying to get us to eat their shitty f addictive foods, you know? It's kind of like, you know, back in the day with cigarettes, right? Think about it. Cigarettes, they were constantly pumping cigarettes down our throat. There was ads everywhere. There was vending machines everywhere. You could get cigarettes all the time. You didn't know they were bad for you. There was no warnings on them. Again, if you want to understand the food environment we live in, you got to study cigarettes because that, that preceded that. The cigarettes are literally the, the precursor. It's the, they were the first ones and the foods are following exactly their steps because the big food companies are all owned by the cigarette companies. Do you know that RJR Reynolds and Nabisco are literally merged at the same company? Do you know the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris? The cigarette companies divested from cigarettes in the 70s because they saw the writing on the walls that they finally couldn't confuse people anymore about the link between cigarettes and lung cancer, and so they went into food. And now they brought the exact same philosophy of creating the most addictive product possible, using the most aggressive marketing they could, and confusing us with not understanding the cause effect of what their products do to us. They're doing the exact same shit right now. In the next 20 years, there will be warning labels on these foods. So it's up to you to realize that now 
and start to fight against that. Don't wait 20 years till they put a fucking label on a food. These foods are bad for us. Our weight is one of the is the number one cause of preventable death at this point in time. You know, so we've got to take upon ourselves to learn how to interact with these foods and um and, and what they're making for us because they're making such addictive products to the point you know you don't realize it because again intuitively you think like. You think of these foods that we eat that taste good, and in the back of your mind, you're imagining a bunch of chefs like slaving away in a kitchen trying different recipes. But the, you know they're making foods now. They're putting people into fMRI machines and scanning their brains in real time, and they're dropping like ice cream solutions on their tongue to see which ones light up their brain's pleasure centers the most. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just one tiny little example. There, there's not chefs making your foods anymore. It's chemists. It, it, it's it's another level. It's not illegal. I don't know how, but they're trying to make the most addictive thing possible. And it's literally turning food into drugs so we get addicted to it. And it's literally killing us. And we don't look at it that way. You know, we didn't look at cigarettes that way. If I went in a time machine a hundred years ago and said, hey, don't smoke and get lung cancer, they'd look at me like I was crazy. Okay. And so here I am now, 100 years you know, in that metaphorical future, and I'm telling you, the food's killing you. And you're looking like I'm crazy. You know, the, the food's linked to cancer, heart disease, early death. So it's just, ugh. you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I want you to look good, but how about, you, would you like to live longer? Would you like to have a better quality of life while you're alive? Does it matter? You know what I mean? We've become so apathetic. Oh, those are the worst years. What? Huh? You know, I don't know. It's a crazy time, but. Again, that, that's part of the hypnosis, that we're conditioned to minimize the damage these foods are done to, doing to us. Um, so it's more of a mindset change. Yeah, all weight loss, successful weight loss is a mindset change, you know. Um, there's no there's no long-term weight loss without a mindset change. I, I've almost never seen it. I have seen it. There's always outliers. But he was one of the most miserable people I've ever met. <laughs> he was managing his weight. I'll give him that. But, boy, this guy was miserable about it. Um, but most people, what program yourself in is based on is people that have successfully lost weight and have kept it off for long term. And um, it's really modeled after them. And they think different. That it's, it's plain as day. I think different now than I used to. When I was 50 pounds heavier, I thought much different um, than I do now. And that's, again, that's that foundational shift. And don't you notice you've tried 50,000 diets, right? The diets change, but guess who stays the same? You. You never change your thinking about how you approach weight loss. You know, the diet's never going to fix it for you. Never, ever, never, never, never. There's no diet coming down the pipe. There's no medicine so far coming down the pipe that's going to fix your weight issue. There's no surgery that we know of that's going to fix your weight issue. There's one thing and one thing only. Every single successful weight loss story of a person who gets the weight off and maintains it, it's always a mindset shift. 100% of the time. The techniques they use always different. But the one thing that's always the same is there's a mindset shift of how they think about weight, food, themselves, their health, all the rest of it. And notice that none of the diets ever teach you this. Hmm, why would that be? Do diets really want you to lose weight? Well, I'm gonna leave that for you to decide. But I will tell you this, that most of the big diets you know of that you're subconsciously referencing of how to lose weight are all owned by big food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? The company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns Slim Fast, the same company owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. So do you think that they don't want you to, that you, do you think they want you to not eat their products and, and lose weight for good? I don't. I think they want to get you coming and going. And once you get to the diet side, they love confusing your brain. That's why you're no better off at losing weight now than when you first started dieting 40 years ago. You know, because they never teach you how to shift your mindset. Never, not once, not once. Has a diet been out there showing you how to change your mindset? You know? So again, I, I say this to you. Don't take it upon yourself. Don't blame yourself for this. 
I mean, right now, after realizing that if you don't go and get on my list and let, let, watch the training I give you, but um, it's really, you've you just been, you're, you're kind of a victim of the diet industry, the food industry, to some degree. Um, and that's why I get out here and talk about this, because to me, weight loss is life and death. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. You know, so weight to me is not just looking good in a bathing suit. It's literally, it's being as alive as long as you can so you can be with the people you love the most. You, you know, I mean, it's very, very primal and core, core motivation. You know, yeah, looking good is fun, fun too, but but actually living, being alive. I'll give you an example. I, I just found this out. That, <laughs> you know, oh. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to go down that road. Um, what's a healthy rate? What's up, Karen? Um, what's a healthy rate of weight loss? Uh, you know, it just depends. But I mean, you know, I would say that most people's expectations of the weight loss is way wrong. You know, and it's not your fault. Again, million. You've probably been exposed to over a million diet ads in your life. And they're always over-exaggerating things. And so what you expect now has been conditioned by the diet ads that you've seen. And they're not real. And um, that's part of the whole problem. I believe, I believe as a conspiratorial person here, I believe the diets don't want you to lose weight. I think the diets and the food companies are the same thing. And I think the diet bullshit they're putting in your head about weight loss is making it so that you can't lose weight. And I can look at a bunch of different ways of how they're doing that. You know, right up like, like to the point, like if I wanted to be, if I intentionally wanted to find a way to get a bunch of people to not lose weight and be stuck, I would create diets. Like, like literally they're just right down to the core of like how you approach them, how you think about them. You think about a diet, like a temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. Right. So you think of it as a temporary thing. As soon as you think of it as a temporary thing, you next the logical thought is I just want to get this over as quick as possible. It's a temporary thing. Let's just, let's hurry up and get it done. Give me the most extreme thing. I don't give a shit. I can do anything for a little while, okay? And so now you think of it as this short-term, temporary thing. I don't give a shit what I got to do. I'll, I'll do really hard stuff, and I'll do it for a little while. So now what you've done is you you think about weight loss like it's a sprint. And if you run a sprint and you trip a little bit, guess what? You're never winning that sprint. The only thing that can win a sprint is perfection. And so now you think about your weight loss like it's a short-term, temporary thing that I need to be perfect at. And so every little mistake you make feels catastrophic. And of course you're going to make mistakes. It's you're eating. They say they estimate you make over 200 food decisions a day. So you think you're going to wake up on a Monday, be perfect, and be perfect all the way you reach your goal weight months away. And there's no way that's happening. And so I know as soon as a mistake happens, you could eat perfect for six days. On the seventh day, you ate a cookie. Catastrophic. You know? Tell me this isn't what you're dealing with. You know? So they've got you are literally in a mental prison put there by the diet industry, and you are trapped in it. And this is why you can't even, you don't even know what to do anymore. You're so apathetic. You don't even know. You think about weight loss 24 hours a day, and yet you never do anything to really lose the weight long term. Do you know what I mean? So the best thing you can hope for at this moment is just to wake up from the trance. Again, the, the good news is you're in this mental prison, but they didn't lock the door. So the door is just swinging open. Just You can walk out of it. Disconnect weight from diets and start realizing you don't want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. This is the path of weight mastery. You've been on the path of weight loss. Hasn't been so good, has it? Hasn't worked out the way you thought it should, does it? Never does. You can't figure out why. You're obsessed with wondering why. I'm smart over here. I'm successful over here. I'm action-oriented over here. I got willpower over here. I can stick to a plan over here. 
with work, with my personal life, all this. But when it comes to weight, I can't, I don't know what's going on. And you are obsessed with that question. You are thinking 24 hours a day, what the fuck is wrong with me? How come I can't do this? I don't understand. What's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why do I keep eating that bullshit? Why can't I lose the weight? Why do I keep eating the ice cream? Why do I eat the cookies? You're obsessed with all the problems. And that is keeping you stuck in the problems. So again, I, I can only give you so much here on these lives. I, again, I can only you know, encourage you to go to the bio, click the link, listen to the hypnosis session. It'll be the first time you're motivated by excitement. And then watch the training. That's the most important piece because you're, you, you right now with your weight loss, it's, it's corny, but it's, it's so true. You are running east looking for a sunset. Like you, you are 180 degrees going the wrong direction. Like, and you have no chance of success with the path you're on. Don't, don't take that wrong. It has nothing to do with your willpower, nothing to do with your commitment. It has completely to do with dieting is a shitty strategy to live at your goal weight forever. I, I, I mean, what? Do you, do you not believe that? Do you not believe it? Why? Do you know anyone who has successfully lost weight on a diet and kept it off long-term? Like, do you know anyone? Have you? You know what I mean? Like, again, you got to stop blaming yourself. They estimate dieting, people that lose weight on a diet, 82 to 95% of them put the weight back on. When, when the numbers are that bad, you've got to stop blaming yourself like it's a personal shortcoming and start to realize, ah, it's a shitty strategy. Dieting, you want to know what dieting is in a nutshell? It's someone telling you what to do, giving you the plan, and then it's left up to you that you just got to force yourself to do it somehow. Oh, I just got to get myself to do it. That's like me handing you piano music and saying, okay, play that, play that song. Well, if you don't know how to play the piano, <laughs> you don't even, you're just lost. And that's what, that's what you're doing with weight loss because you have a vague idea what you're supposed to do and you think that's enough. But mindset-wise, you have no idea. You have no idea. And program yourself thin is what we go through, right? You have no idea how to keep yourself motivated. You have no idea about your self-image and identity, right? You, you hate being overweight, but at the same time, you're familiar and comfortable being overweight. You know how to get along in the world as an overweight person. And so to become a thin, healthy person is an identity shift. It's scary subconsciously. So you got to deal with the self-image piece of it. Okay. But you have no idea how to do that. Um, you have no idea how to deal with your habits in a neuroscientifically backed way, a strategic way. You just go at your habits with your willpower and just wing it. Just hope, hope for the best. Okay. Um, you have no idea how to manage your emotions. You don't know how to feel the emotions you want or deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel. And so you use food. You have no idea how to think like a thin and healthy person. And you have no idea how to maintain your, the process for yourself, you know? And one of the worst things people say is they say, well, once I lose the weight, I'll just figure it out. I'll figure out how to maintain it. Why, why do you say that? 82 to 95% of people don't. Have you in the past? You know, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but I mean, you know, we have to wake up. I always say this in the program. I say awareness precedes change. You can't fix your weight issue until you realize that dieting is never going to work. That's not the problem. The problem is not that you don't know what to eat. The problem is that you don't know how to get yourself to eat that way consistently. And you're never going to learn that. Jesus Christ, another diet plan? Do you really think that's the problem? Do you really think that's the problem? That you don't know what to eat? Because what if you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat all day and then you just date it because you're a robot? Would you have any problem losing weight then? So the problem is not that you don't know what to eat. The problem is you never learn how to get yourself to act differently consistently, and which is the mindset piece.
You know? So what's a healthy rate of weight loss? I don't know. It's, um, it's up to you, but the weight that's comfortable and enjoyable for you. Um, can you elaborate on mindset and lifestyle from the pyramid or on the pyramid concept overall? Yeah, sure, Dominica. Um, so I like to make the, the pyramid shape because it implies importance, right? So there, there's size differences. And so the base level, the biggest, most important level is the mindset piece. That's the foundational piece, which all the rest of it rests upon. If you don't have the right mindset, you're not gonna, you're not gonna live the right lifestyle. You're not gonna eat the right way. So what's the point? And most people don't have the right mindset. To be honest, you're not motivated. You don't really know how to create a new self-image for yourself. If, and especially if you've been overweight for your whole life, you just, you, you think of yourself as an overweight person, you know? And so this idea that you're going to be this totally different person, it's scary to your subconscious mind. So you need a process to, to become something new. And so the mindset piece is really this, it's, if you don't have the mindset right, nothing's going to last. You know, um, then the lifestyle piece, though, and that's the second level. And that's the next most important piece, because, again, your lifestyle. See, a dieter is always just assume you just assume you're going to be starving. You're going to have unhealthy cravings. You're going to be grumpy. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be tired. You're going to be frustrated. And you just got to fight against that. That's your approach to losing weight. Right. You're, you're going to be starving, craving everything, pissed off, annoyed. And you're just going to fight against all that and not eat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Right? It, it's goofy to me because, and I call this, this is a top-down approach, right? So you're going you're gonna to rely on your willpower to fight against everything. So the lifestyle approach says, let's do this strategically, right? I, I like to have a saying in the program, right? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of willpower. Let's start, let's take a step back and say, how can we strategically lose weight in a, a more intelligent way. So what would that look like? Well, how about, is there a way where I could reduce my hunger, reduce my unhealthy cravings, um, feel more balanced emotionally, feel more energized, um, have clearer mind so I can think more clearly, be more connected to my goals, um, emotionally just feel more grounded and at ease and calm. If you f could magically feel all those things, wouldn't it be easier to eat the right foods? But are you ever doing that? Or are you going into your weight loss? Like if you take a step back at it, because here's the thing, right? You want weight loss to be hard. Subconsciously, you want that weight loss to be as hard as possible. You want to be hungry. You want to be frustrated. You want it to be difficult because you associate that with it being fast. You be, that's the part of the training, right? That's part of the condition the diet industry has done to you. You want it to be hard. You want it to be hard because you think the harder it is, the hungrier I am, the more frustrated I am, the faster my results are going to be. When's the last time, just, you don't believe that? When's the last time you've asked the question, what is the easiest, most enjoyable way that I could lose weight? What? You've never asked that question, but you've been trying to lose weight for 30 years. You've never asked the question, how could I easily and enjoyably lose weight? Don't you find that interesting? You are so fixated, not, not your fault again. You've been conditioned to focus on the problems of weight loss as you see it. And you're stuck in that. But there's all these answers and magical solutions. And I tell you this as someone who's dropped 50 pounds, but more importantly, I've maintained it for 30 years. I won little blip 12 years ago. I've been at the same weight. I haven't dieted once and I, don't, I haven't worked out consistently at all. I have mastered my eating, mastered my lifestyle, mastered my mindset. And now I live at this weight and I love it. I love it. It's balanced. We have a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. 
I don't give up any foods. I don't eat them all the time. I'm not just eating shit all the time, but I can eat anything I want. I just eat on the weekends. I'm not picking out on it either. So again, I, I don't, people, you know, they think cheat days, they think binge days, you know, I'm not talking about that either because when you're, when you're in balance with things, you, you're not in balance. Your relationship with food is horrible. When you have a healthy relationship with food, when you're in balance, you have your pleasure days, you enjoy your food and you go back to eating clean on the clean days, you know? And I love it. It feels good. It's exciting. I love being at this weight. I love having the health I am. And I love looking towards the future. I just keep getting better and better and better at, it, at all this stuff. So it's exciting to me, you know? It's a different approach. Um, there's no magic drink and no magic pill that's going to help you. It's all on you. Yeah, that's so true. It is all on you. What's up, Don? Um, I saw cigarette machines all the time, but I never smoked, and then make me want to smoke. Um, yeah, and they, they made them all illegal now, you know? But, but again, with the food, though, we just love... We just love getting people addicted to food. I feel addicted to wheat when I go gluten-free. My mind is quiet, but I don't want to cut it out. Yeah, I get that, Lou. But again, you don't have to cut it out. I, I, again, we're always all or nothing, you know? And um, and program yourself. Then we're all or something. That, that That's the strategy you need for weight mastery. Okay, you're never going to be perfect with your eating. Impossible. What's up, Marcy? Um, Marissa, this is great live, valuable information. Thank you, Marissa. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and guys, make sure you follow me too. I put stuff on here all the time. I just had my fourth child and health is so important to me now more than ever. Yeah, sure, sure, Marissa. Yeah, utilize that. You know what I mean? Same with me. My motivation, you know, 90% of it is I don't want to die at 54 like my dad did. You know, I mean, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not contributing to it. You know, no way. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, uh, that's how I, I look at this. Again, I always say this, but but for me, weight is life and death. And it's not for most people. And that makes me nuts. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like when I, when I joke about if I went back a hundred years ago on a time machine, and I told someone smoking a cigarette, Hey, don't do that. It's going to give you lung cancer. They'd look at me like I was crazy because no one associated those two things together, which seems hard to believe now. So I don't know how old you all are, but I'm almost 50. Right? So if you're in my ballpark, you remember growing up, like cigarettes weren't really, no one thought they were healthy, but no one thought they caused, gave you lung cancer either. You know, no one realized how addicted they were. And so we have a very low awareness for what's going on in us, right? Because think about that. People putting combustible smoke into their lungs and they didn't associate that with lung cancer and ill health and all this other stuff, right? And we're doing the exact same thing with food. We're stuffing ourselves full of this shit and it's making us sick and killing us. But we don't think of it that way. We think, oh, well, I don't look good in my picture, Oh, oh, my clothes are getting tight. Don't get me wrong. I know that sucks, but it's like there's way bigger things here and you're not seeing it that way. That's why you're not as motivated as you could be. Honestly, you know. Marcy says, first day back from vacation, I needed gym in my head today. <laughs> I get that, Marcy. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so in the program, I got a client who called this and I always love this. He calls it re-entry. You know, so when we get, you know, when the holidays are over, and we're kind of getting back on track um, vacation's over. Most people, again, all or nothing. Okay, I'm going to go from vacation mode, holiday mode to being perfect. No, you're not. And so we have a reentry, you know? And so it's like, again, it's about being better for a week or two. You know what I mean? And, and then getting yourself back to where you were. Um, I love your mindset. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome, Ezra. Um, drum bum jazz. My ADHD makes me bingy and I think it's impossible to change. I end up fasting to lose weight. Um... I mean, you know, I'm okay as, as a coach and as as a 
uh, NLP trainer and, and hypnotist, um, your 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 ADHD doesn't make you bingy. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it, it's not that. It's that there's a lack of strategy. You don't have a strategy having ADHD that works for you to, to eat normal, you know? And so I think that's an important distinction though, because if you keep thinking, because that, that's a statement that make, takes all your power away, right? You're powerless because you have ADHD. And so if ADHD makes you binge eat, then you're it's always going to binge eat and there's nothing you can do about it, you know? So I think it's always important to recognize that you are a certain way. We acknowledge the, the reality of things, but then we go to work on the solution, with ADHD, what could I do to change it? And if I was talking to you right now, we could diagnose your binge eating. And there's different binge eatings, you know. Um, but yeah, th th there's ways to deal with that, you know, absolutely. Because um, you end up fasting to lose weight. So you can do it. It's just because all fasting is, it's just a strategy, you know. And so for most people, fasting is a strategy that works, but it's also a strategy they can't keep up. And so again, we don't just want strategies that work. That's what most people have. You got just doing your normal thing and then you got strategies that work but you don't want to keep doing because they're miserable you know so you never look to when it comes to weight loss criteria for what plan you're going to follow it's always about how fast you're going to lose the weight it's never about how's it going to feel while i'm doing it because you just you presuppose see, this is the dieting mindset in you you just presuppose and accept that any weight loss plan is going to suck not program yourself thin program yourself thin you start feeling incredible immediately immediately you know, you sign for the program tomorrow, you look at your phone, there's a message from me in the morning when you woke up. There it is. You click on it, it's a five-minute hypnosis session. Every day you get a five-minute hypnosis session for eight weeks. So you sit down for five minutes and you go like this. And I guide you through relaxing and calming down. When's the last time you started your morning relaxed and calm for five minutes? When's the last time you started your morning relaxed, calm, and getting positive suggestions put into your mind? Each session's got a weight loss mantra in it, and you're getting all these positive suggestions on top of that. So when's the last time you started your morning for five minutes calm and relaxed in a good, centered, emotional place, thinking positive, empowering thoughts about yourself, your weight, health? When's the last time? When's the last time you did that for eight weeks in a row? You know? So everyone just assumes weight loss has to suck. And I don't blame them, because it's like you're, you're already depleted, right? What, most people, when they start a weight loss plan... They're, they're depleted mentally, emotionally, physically. They're just down in the dumps. They're at a low point. And what do they do to fix it? They overwhelm themselves with some crazy instant lifestyle change that they can't keep up. Seems silly when you put it that way. Would you say it would be helpful to use a habit tracker? Um, I, think, I think habit trackers, are they have, they're okay as long as you have a deeper understanding of how to install habits and what a habit is. I don't find most people understand what habits are. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? It'd be helpful if you did, right? Because what's a habit? You know what I mean? Like, like the neuroscience of it, breaking it down, right? Um, so, so again, in the program, we break this down. You need to be strategic. So yeah, I think a habit tracker is fine um, as long as you understand uh, what you're trying to do with it and you have a deeper understanding of it. You know, just the habit tracker alone just becomes a willpower. I'm just going to force myself to do this so I can track it. You know, it just becomes one more conscious thing you're adding onto the plate. Um, you're my favorite creator on this platform. You really speak the truth about the food industry. Thank you, Azra. I appreciate that. I really do. That, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, I'm really struggling to lose weight. 
I get that, right? Every a lot of people struggling to lose weight, you know. So I can't tell you this enough, but I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it just because I'm gonna say it. If you want to lose weight, the best thing you can do is to stop wanting to lose weight and start wanting to feel better. Okay, um, because if you start focusing on feeling better first, the weight loss becomes way easier. Again, like I was just saying. Right now, um, Connie, I'm going to imagine that you're completely depleted physically, mentally, emotionally, and you're struggling to lose weight because you don't have the resources to do it, and you're overwhelming yourself. And so when you begin to recharge the batteries, so to say, right, recharge your physical, mental, emotional batteries, and you have a strategy you're following that's not overwhelming, then you won't struggle to lose weight. It'll happen naturally and easily, and it'll happen in a way that you can maintain, get to your goal weight, and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on your autopilot. Am I bullshitting you? I don't know. Go listen to the hypnosis session, watch the training and find out. Maybe everything I'm saying is full of shit. I don't know. How much do you even care? Will you click a link? Will you answer three questions? Will you watch the training? It's about a half hour. It's free, all free. Will you do it though? Mm. Again, like I told you, weight loss motivation is one of the most fickle things on the planet. You know, you're obsessed with it now and then five minutes later, you just you, it's out of your head. You know, so I don't know. That's why I charge what I charge for the program, you know, because it's, um, I know how it is with weight loss. People just get it motivated for five minutes and then they're not. That's not real motivation, you know, and that's not going to get results. Um, can I thank you enough for how your program changed my mindset? That's awesome, Karen. I appreciate you saying that. Um, you could smoke in the hospitals. Yeah, right, right. That's what I mean. It was crazy. Smoking. I'm telling you, smoking is smoking is the is the the canary in the coal mine right you know what i mean like like the smoking industry and the smoking the whole way that played out is exactly what's happening with the food right now where where with the food we're in like 1950s cigarette smoking do you know what i mean like if you went back in time in the 1950s everyone was smoking it was the normal thing but there was start to be little whispers of if it was healthy for you or not you know um but then they sat on that shit they confused people they sat on the the studies they they made everyone confused for another 20 years 1970s the studies really started coming out and people really started to learn it um but we're we're like 1950s with the cigarettes that's where we're at with the food we got probably another 20 years till people really realize holy shit that's really bad for me i can't believe i did that but 20 years from now you know if you're 30 40 years old 20 years from now it's not too late but it's it's a lot harder you know so yeah I had wing stop and the scale says I gained five pounds. Um, well, I don't know how, when you had wing stop, but I, I can get, listen, I, I we used to weigh myself every day. And um, the, the biggest fluctuation I'd seen in 24 hours was five pounds for me. That, that was unusual, but that's the biggest fluctuation I saw. But um, yeah, salt retention. Yeah, it, lots of things affect our weight and what we, we weigh um, in a short period of time. But uh, that's why I would suggest if you're going to use a scale during your weight loss, what um, if you're going to use a scale while you're losing weight, you should really weigh yourself every day is my opinion on that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons. I'll tell you another thing you all should do is unsubscribe from all the food plate. I, I have never done that before. I've never, I, I don't eat fast foods really much, but, but. I got Domino's like one time and it's like, oh, do you do this when you get half off or I don't know, some shit. But then they email you every single day for pizzas. Now, I don't eat pizza, so it's not a big deal for me from Domino's. So it's not a big deal for me to say no. But if you regularly, whatever shit, it doesn't matter, right? Because they all do it. They all send you all this constant promo stuff. You should unsubscribe for those of you serious about your weight. 
What are the different binge eatings? Um, well, the different binge eatings, what I always say is that there's usually two main causes of binge eating and they can be independent or work together. Um, but the first biggest cause of binge eating typically is over-restricting, where you, you reduce the calories so low that you get yourself so hungry you can't, you can't control your eating. So that's the biggest um, cause of binge eating. The second thing, and again, it can be and or, working with that is emotions, right? There's either emotions you don't know how to deal with or don't want to deal with, and you use the food and the binge shame cycle to almost distract yourself from that worst thing, you know? So again, when you binge eat, relax. Um, don't beat yourself up. Don't blame yourself. Don't say, I'm never going to do it again. Seek to understand it. What was going on there? It was, and, and specifically, you know, this is part of the program itself, 10 techniques, all built around this one technique, the redo rehearsal, I guess it's two techniques, um, the redo rehearsal technique. The redo techniques, we go back in time. So next time you binge eat, take a look at it. What was going on there? You don't binge eat because you're a bad person. You binge eat because it's the best strategy you have to change how you feel. And so we need to go back in time. Right before you started binge eating, what was your state? Were you starving? Were you in a real negative emotional state? Because that's the problem. It's not that you binge eat. It's that you don't have a better strategy to deal with those things. Hope that makes sense. Um, I can't. I can't wait to wake up to my morning hypnosis. I missed it on the ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. You're on the ship. Um, yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for you, Marcy, because it's really fun when we get away from it and we come back to it because then you'll really, you'll realize. That's why I always say, you know, even when you make mistakes, I'll give you a specific example, meditation especially, because meditation is kind of a subtle thing too. But I remember one summer, I was like, I'm going to take a break and I didn't meditate all summer. And then I meditated again. I was like, oh, and I didn't realize how helpful it was to me. But if I hadn't not done it, I wouldn't have realized that. You see, so this is a concept called utilization. When we make mistakes or do something wrong, a lot of times that's the best learning is about to happen, right? That's why we say in the program, one of the mantras, mistakes are your greatest teachers, you know, and a lot of times they are. So that's great, Marcy, because now you'll appreciate it at a deeper level. Um, Jody says, Jim, watch the big vape on Netflix. All what you talk about. Oh, yeah, I'll check that out. I love the cigarette stuff. Again, The the Insider is a movie you should all watch if you want to know about the food industry through the cigarette industry. It's the same thing. But that's the Russell Crowe movie about the whistleblower. But but what they're doing to make cigarettes really addictive, they're doing, it's even worse with the food. It's it's unbelievable. But people have a benign, like, you know what I mean? Like, we have a, we food is good. And that's why they think this works. Um, food is good, but it's also bad. And it's because that stuff's not really food a lot of times, to be honest. That processed food stuff, really, it's it's not food. It's so engineered to such a level to be, it, it's literally like drugs. It's so addictive the way they're making it. And they, they know a lot, folks. I, I know we think, oh, it is addictive. What do you mean? No, it's like they're making drugs. It's like they're making food drugs that you're going to get addicted to and you can't stop eating. And and it's it's so insidious because in a way it's worse than drugs and cigarettes in, in one way because there's there's more modalities they can manipulate what i mean by that is alcohol never really tastes good um cigarettes never really taste good i mean you get you you associate them with the high so you start to not mind that but you, you're not you're not drinking alcohol just for the flavor typically you're not smoking cigarettes for the, the taver the flavor the mouthfeel and when you get into food there's all these different aspects and you know think about this you've been we've evolved over our entire history to be addicted to food 
<laughs> right? And like all of your your sensories, your sensory systems, your biochemistry, your neuro uh, pathways, and, and the neuroscience of your brain, it's all, most of it's built around you getting food into your body. So food is is, is one of the most manipulative, it, it's, it's a thing that's easy to manipulate to make it really addictive, you know? And that's where we're at. Um, I will check that out though. Thanks, Jody. Um, what would you say if yes, he could go weight loss? I don't know what that means. How do I get added to your email list? Again, yes, go to my bio and um, or go to programyourselfthin.com and you can get the hypnosis session and on there that way too. Um, Wingstop is delicious. I haven't had fast food for 33 days, never felt better. Oh, I get it, Cindy, yeah. Fast food's it's just trash, folks. I'm not saying don't eat it because it's like if you want to eat it, eat it, but do it moderately. I always think about the, the, the food I equate very much to the alcohol, you know, because... That's why I'm unique in this sense. I, I am a, I'm not an abstainer. I'm a manager, right? And so this is, this, it's been like this with food, but alcohol, it's a clearer line to see this because I had a real issue with alcohol, binge drinking, Al, you know, like people, you know, let's say I'm alcoholic and, and they, they had a case, you know, I just never, I just didn't buy that for me. I didn't believe that. Um, and I felt like I could manage it. And now, now, if I didn't do all the work I did, the same work that helped me manage my weight helped me master my the alcohol um, relationship. Uh, but I sit in front of you as someone who ha I believe I have a healthy relationship with alcohol now. I only drink it on the weekends and I, I'm, I'm fine with where I'm at. Um, but I never gave it up completely. And I think that that set me up really to help people with their food more because I think most people aren't willing to completely stop eating certain foods. And I think the idea, I think when you tell yourself, I'm never gonna eat sugar again, I'm never gonna eat Wingstop again, I'm never gonna eat this thing again. I think the second you say that, it blows you right off course with your reading. And so I think for a lot of people, the, the right answer, this will all just be in stark contrast to like O-Readers Anonymous or like a Bright Lines methodology, is that I'm more about managing it. I, I think of weight mastery as a man, managing addictions um, because you're always gonna eat. You know, and OA and Bright Lines are more about abstaining, you know, and, and I think that most people, that's not going to work for them. They know this. The more rigid your meal plan is, the more rigid your diet is, the less likely you're going to stick with it long term. So I think managing how you're eating is going to get you better results ultimately. But um, but great job, Cindy. Yeah, taking a break from the fast food is wonderful. Um, He says, yeah, mine is emotional. Thanks for explaining. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Once you understand that too, by the way, so let me just say this to you too. Once you understand like your emotional eating, a big trigger of it is emotions. Now we want to find out what's the emotion. Oh, I get really lonely. I get really stressed. I get really pissed off. What, whatever. Um, when I get that emotion into that emotion, I binge. And so now we say, okay, when I get lonely, I, I, I tend to binge. And so now we know, great. Now we know loneliness triggers the binge. The answer is not to not binge. The answer is I need a better way and to not not feel lonely, but what do you want to feel? Connected, loved, you know, together. I, I don't know, whatever, so, some connection. And so once you identify the emotions you want to feel, then you can go to work on actually feeling those. And now you got a real genuine antidote. That's the secret. I hope that makes sense. Um, cigarettes to vaping. Oh, yeah, Forks Over Knives is really good, too. Yep, I love that. I love all those documentaries. Now, I'll be the first one to say a lot of times they're overstating things. Um, but I'm fine with that because we've lived in a world... I mean, you know, I joke about seeing millions of diet ads, but we have seen tens of millions of food ads, 
right? They're constantly, every food ad you see, every, every single food ad, folks, is a mini hypnosis session, you know? They're not trying to convince you logically these are foods. They're doing all this sneaky subconscious shit. And um, so when I see these documentaries that might overstate some things about healthy stuff, I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> Go for it. Because we've had a bunch of, just a nonstop pipeline of trash conditioning coming in at us our whole lives, you know? Um, Nugi says, thanks for sharing your knowledge and techniques. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to him. Marissa says, yes, because thinking will get rid of a bad food, then what? Thinking will get rid of a bad food, then what? I'm not sure what that's referencing. But let, ask that a little more specifically, Marissa, and I can answer that. I'm not sure exactly what that's referencing. Nugi says, so true, when I've eaten my binge foods, when I've not been on a binge, it doesn't taste good. Yeah, right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I need to be in a binge state in order to binge and, and enjoy that. That's very true. Um, I used to work out like a monster and then binge on fast food. Completely pointless. Fast food, yep. Oh, yeah, I, can, I get connected with a bad feeling now. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do that stuff, though. You know, again, it, it's the all or nothing thing. You get into very, like, disordered behaviors. You know what I mean? Like, like real extremes. That when you take a step back and look at them, they don't make any sense. But that taking a step back and looking at things is, is again, that's a core part of the program yourself thin technique. Because we live life first person. We go through life kind of like this and we don't really, we don't have much awareness. That's the most shocking thing of being a, a, a hypnotist, NLP trainer, coach, helping people lose weight. And I've been doing it for 20 years and over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. The biggest thing that surprises me is how little awareness people have of their own behaviors, why they're doing on their own thoughts, their feelings and, and that whole process. So a big part of the process is taking a step back and seeing ourselves from a different perspective um, because that in and of itself can fix a lot of problems, you know? Um, so yeah. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, but if you, again, if you haven't yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training. Uh, the podcast is program yourself. Then it's on all the podcast platforms. Actually going to be a guest on a podcast tomorrow. I'll let you some, I'll get you some info on that so you can check it out if you're interested. And, uh, yeah, if, uh, if you have any questions, feel free to, to message me on, on, on TikTok or email me at jim at programyourselfthin.com and uh, I will answer those questions as well. All right, everyone, thank you so much. Thank you, Marcy. You too. Have a great night. Thanks, everyone. Talk soon.